First of all, with the permissions of the rabbi, with the beautiful event that you guys have done, beautiful, beautiful. Chabad is really taking over Starbucks. God bless Chabad. Bernan, for your beautiful work. And Bizrat Hashem, just the sponsors tonight, um, David Ansel, for the Shkut of Al Kaisro, for Shalem of Sarah, Sechaya Chaya Ben Etachana, and also Nishma Yerachmiel Yaakov Ben Yitzhak, Yonatan Shochan Ben Prashur, for Shalem of Chaim Yitzhak Ben Harab Yaakov, and Lauren Leah Revital, strength of the 40 day challenge, Nancy Grooms Rawls, for her son Brett Rollins to have a Shidduch, Daniel Yaakov Ben Susi, and also an anonymous for Shoshana Bet Sohela Yechaya and Simcha Ela Tzara Bat Pari for Shidu and the Uber family for Fushalem of Sarah Miriam Chaya Batsara. Also, I want to thank my wife for giving me the strength and the push to keep on pushing. Okay, guys, we have an amazing class today. Can everybody hear me? Yeah. I don't have to get Moroccan on anybody here, right? Good, okay. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Normally, I come, well, we just do the classes, but this time I'm going to leave you guys with things to go home with. Very, very important. The love, the, the, all the Garden of Gratitudes were, were donated by people in the group. The Tikkun Klali's were also donated. I'm going to explain to you why. And also the law of consciousness. Very, very important. Because the worst thing is to go to a class and get nothing out of it. And this is when I get very frustrated. I don't want to keep on seeing the same singles over and over again. I, I, I say, well, what's going on? I don't want to see the same singles. Something's not clicking. So we have to change it. I don't want to see the same singles. I want to see new customers, new people. It, it, something's wrong if we're seeing the same people. That means we have to change. We have to change our mindset. What are we attracting? Who are we attracting? What are we doing? This is what we're talking about today. Anytime you leave a class without something bothering you a little bit, that means it worked. It has to bother you a little bit. It's okay. You don't have to be so sensitive. We want to win. We want to get married. We want to be able, God willing, to be at the wedding, not, not at the guest of the wedding. This is really what my goal is. Excuse me for being very direct. Don't take anything personal. I'm just going to tell you the keys to win and how to get married been doing this for already four or five years, set up hundreds of people, get invited to weddings all day long, there's a formula to win. This is why the Yates of Heart took my voice out. He wants to knock me out. He didn't, he didn't knock it out at the heat game, but here he knocks it out. So I'm going to give you guys a lot of tools tonight on how to get practically. You're not going to go home with just, oh that was a nice class. No, no, no. You're going to go home with instructions things you need to do, things we need to fix. So just understand that. My styles are completely different. It's just the way I roll. So let's start. We have to understand the number one thing in approaching anything. Remember, I myself, when I was 23, 24, growing up in Miami, completely lost. Not even an Uber could have found me. I was lost, lost, lost. And only in the schut of Rabbi Nachman's teachings, in the school of the Tikkun Klali, in the school of his teachings, did I, did I have a shot? But I was completely lost. So I have a lot of gratitude. And I said, if I change, rest of my life I will spend giving back. Giving back. Nobody's making any money here. Nothing. <laughs> it's 
It's only giving back because I found something that really helped me. And this is very, very important, that you have, you have to believe in this stuff also. I also have a daily WhatsApp group, daily classes. So it's very important to get the daily classes. You listen to one class, you're going to get a fact, a small effect. But when you compound enough knowledge, it begins to change who you are. So whoever wants to sign up for the WhatsApp group, we can take all the numbers. You've already 35,000 people on it. And I'm telling you, it helps you. Because there's a simple formula. To the degree that you have that, you have perspective, God provides for you. So he only provides when there's a vessel. So the first thing is, we are here to repair. We are not here to despair. Remember that. Stop, don't focus on what happened, the past, the messes we made, mistakes, whatever, divorces, whatever happened, happened. We're not, we're not here, this is not a therapy class. This is on what, what now class. We don't want to stay too much in the past. Sometimes we bring in old stuff from old relationships to new relationships. We don't want that. So the very important first message is, what's next? The power of now, what? Can everybody hear me? Can everybody hear me? Good, please. Okay. So that's the first thing in your head. You, you, we made mistakes, whatever it is. What, what now? That's the key. I want you to be very positive about it. I don't want you to think, well, look at the things I did. How much cleansing do I need? How many cycles do I need? Don't focus on that. Focus on, I'm giving you a prescription to heal. Period. How long it's going to heal? That's up to your creator. But at least I'm going to give you the prescription to heal. We also have to understand that we're not, grow, we're not going through something. We're growing through something. Very important message. All of these things, being single, going into relationships, broken relationships. God breaks your heart to save your soul. And sometimes you get heartbroken. But that is a tremendous way to humble you. When you're brokenhearted, you get closer to your Creator. So it's okay. Everybody has a broken heart one, once in a while. Everybody. You're not the only one. God has to break your heart to save your soul. Remember, sometimes relationships didn't work out. There's a reason why. It's not even your fault. I'm going to talk to you about that also. Okay? It's very important. A lot of my message, the biggest message I have, is it's not about... Chasing, it's about attracting. Well, the most important message I say, stop chasing and start attracting. This is my, if you give me the one line that I always use, is when we're chasing, is when we're doing very little work on ourselves. When we do very little work, you chase. When you do a lot of work, you let go, things come to you. This is what I want to try to get you to understand. When you do the work that you need to do, and you put the time that you need to do, things come to you. You don't have to run after them anymore. They come to you. And that's exactly what happens. When you let go, and you work on yourself, you increase your consciousness. This is a chart of consciousness. If everybody has it. Okay? This is an energy cycle. Basically, it's an energy chart. This tells you where you are in life. What's your main conscience? I would say today, the majority of people, 
They're living in fear, especially in relationships, right? So if you look at the energy of fear, it's negative 100, okay? What's the emotion of fear? Anxiety. And what's the consciousness? Withdrawal. So I don't have to be a genius to tell you, you start in a relationship, things get maybe a little hot too quickly, next thing you know, I'm anxious, withdraw. That makes sense? Why do we withdraw so easy? Why do we withdraw when we're a little nervous? We don't, we're not in control anymore. So you have to understand, unless you fix that, every relationship you're gonna end up sabotaging, or you're going to always have to be anxious. So it's not a, it's not like, like Ronan says, it's not about finding the one, it's about becoming the one. And as you become the one, you raise your consciousness, you raise your energy level, and then people want to be around people with better energy. Period. People don't want to be around people with negative energy. What makes our energy the way it does is when we hold on to things, when we don't let things go. The more we hold on to things, some old relationships, traumatic situations, the more we stay in a very low consciousness. So when we do meet new people, we get anxious, but that's, that's only our, our projection. So sometimes you have great matches, great shidduchim, you get a little anxiety attack, oh, it's not for me, it's not meant for me. God, thank you for sending me a sign. No. I can't tell you how many relationships, good relationships, get knocked out for small things. I can't tell you how many times. And it's happening all the time. So if you live in fear, you're going to be anxious and you're going to withdraw. Period. Unless you change that consciousness, the same thing's going to happen. No matter who the guy is or who the girl is. You have to understand that. This is what I'm trying to explain to people. There's a lot of deep work. It's not about finding a new app and finding new guys and new girls in a new app with the same head. Same head, same mindset. When you have fear, you're always gonna find something wrong with the person. You're always gonna find something to be fearful about. As we say, angry people are always angry and people, fearful people are always anxious. If we don't understand that concept, you pretty much lost the whole thing. Because we end up attracting who we are. And we get who we are. So this is where the importance of having faith, having a munah, working on yourself, having a daily meditation, having a daily... Because otherwise, all I end up is broken heart, broken heart, broken heart. Emotional ups and downs all day long, and no direction. And I think there's nothing worse than having no direction. You know, it's like being with, you know, the governor of New York, leading your life, your love life. What would that look like? Exactly. So the bottom line, you have no direction. So this is where Rav Nachman gives us the dot. Nachman gives us the guidance. We have to also understand, very important, it's very important how you process failure. I can't tell you how important that is. This is why the book, the Garden of Gratitude is for. 
There's a great concept in Judaism. It's called gratitude breaks all obstacles. Gratitude breaks everything. There's nothing greater that you can do to attract your soulmate than be grateful. It's like a it's like Velcro. When you're grateful, you have a tremendous vessel and things come to you. When you're grateful for five things, you're gonna find 10 things to be grateful for. And then 20 things to be grateful for. And then 30 things to be grateful for. But when you're not grateful for five things, then you're gonna complain about four things that are not working and three things that are not working. So this is why without gratitude, and, 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 and we have to understand something. Our Creator only wants to give us. He has no pleasure in you not marrying and finding a shidu. There's no victory by Him not, you not finding a shidu. He wants to provide for you. He wants to make you find the one. And it doesn't mean it's always going to work out. I got divorced, I got remarried. We don't, we don't know what's happening. Life is a big lesson. We're not guaranteed anything. But we, wanna, we don't want to focus on falling in love, we want to focus on standing in love. And that is much different than falling in love. This is a lot of the, you know, the stuff we see on TV, the romance models, it's about standing in love, it's a marathon. There's no race, it's not a quick race. You're buying an investment, stand in love. <laughs> and Baruch Hashem, I'm 10 years married, and it's, it's standing. Standing. If you just go in there for the falling in love, what happens when you when you fall out of love? That's it. You're done. You have no foundation. You have no foundation. And this is why it's very important to connect the people on a much higher scale spiritually than just physically or financially. Period. Stimulus packages don't always come. Spiritual packages are much better. Now, the good thing is, there's a reward that God made it that the parnasa of a man comes on account of his wife. So what happens is, the more man works on himself, he gets married, he gets becomes the benefactor of her mazal. That's what the Gemara says, the man comes from the mazal, comes from the wife. Not the girlfriend. So it's very, very important. We need to start committing. You have to commit. Girlfriends don't bring you parnasa. Wives do. So that's another thing for the guys. It might be scary to commit. I'm worried. Is she the one? Is she not the one? Let me give you a, a, a prime example. Rabbi Rush said it best. It says, whether you marry... Leah, Rivka, Joanna, whatever. It's not like you're guaranteed this is going to be good. It's if you're humble, you'll have an easy, good marriage. If you don't work on yourself, you will not have a good marriage. Period. It's not about if I found the right one, if I got lucky. It's not the price is right, where you pick the right box, and either you, went, you hit the whole thing or you hit nothing. No, 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 no. If you work on yourself, it has the potential to become the right one, versus, oh, I got lucky, I picked the right box. It's not an inheritance, practically. It's not a trust fund. It's a marriage. And that's what I wanted to explain. 
Don't get caught too much in the decision fatigue. Did I find the right one? Did I not find the one? You end up making it the right one. Period, period. Even if you marry the person where you don't think it's the right one, if you work on yourself, she gets a spark of your soulmate. Period. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you exactly what Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman says here. He says, nobody really understands the subject of marriages. He says, there is no one that understands that the marriage matches. And from Nachman said this 250 years ago, there's a reason why. What does he say here? He says, many people have many zivugim. You have many zivugim. But there are all kinds of levels and variations and deep concepts. The proposed match may never be finalized. It's accounted as a shidduch. Somebody set you up. Oh, you should go out with that girl. That could be a person who could have 10 zibugim. And just by him going on one day with her, it's considered like a zibug. It doesn't mean marriage. A person has many, many zibugim. He says here, sometimes matchmakers come and, and say, you should go out with that one, you should go out with that one. And it never works out. That's also tikkun. There's, it could be <clears throat> that you have to go through a process of meeting a lot of people to eventually find the, the right person. It could be you have to go on 12 dates, 15 dates, 17 dates. Miami, California, 59 dates. He says other times an actualized, is, a match is finalized and then what happens? The engagement is broken. Other times, there's a divorce. So it's not like I have that one person sitting in the sky that's waiting for me in, uh, in La La Land. Doesn't work like that. You have many zibugim. You could work anything. Just like you don't have one business. You have many zibugim. You could make it work with anybody as long as there's growth and humility. I don't want you to... You know, sometimes we, we, we have the FOMO concept. Fear of missing out. Oh, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I can be with a... Maybe I can get better. Maybe I can get prettier, etc. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. Just wanted to explain to you that. So don't think there's like a magic star waiting for you. Whatever you work for, works for you. Period. Period. We already know there's a 55-60% chance of divorce. <laughs> so you can see the tremendous obstacles we have ahead of us. But if we don't even work on ourselves, what are the odds of making it? Do you understand? It's very scary. Very scary. It's a very scary number. So this is why don't marry, don't go for people who change. You want to be one the one raising your consciousness. When you raise your consciousness, you meet different people, period. That's the law of attraction. You meet who you vibrate with. You'll meet different people. There's a reason why your creator is showing you certain people. For example, let's say you start moving to courage and you start moving to trust. Your energy level changes. You know how many people I've met from the beginning of the classes to after? They were two different people. They, they, they introduced me to, I, remember you. Oh, that's you. They changed. The energy changed. Your face changed. Spirituality changes you. Changes your face. Changes everything about you. Remember that. 
Negativity is because we're in a very low consciousness. That's the problem. And this is why we have to work on this chart to raise our consciousness. Angry people will always be angry. You go on a date, you're 15 minutes late, that person's gonna be angry at you. Period of mind, it says there's no Angry people hold anger, therefore they're always angry. It's just a projection of who they are. So you have to you have to recognize that. There's a reward for working on yourself. The worst thing you could do is just look for people and not do any work on yourself. That's the worst advice ever. It's the worst advice ever because you see the world and you see people the way you view the world. This is why I've said many times, when you're in a very low consciousness, judgment blocks love. You can't love somebody you judge. And if you're in that low vibration, what do you, what's the first thing you, you, you're doing? Judge, judging. Oh, he doesn't do that. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. You become a judge. You become a judge. You can't love somebody you judge. It's called resentment 101. There's a fire somewhere. So think about that. Think about relationships where you've had, where there's judgment, love is gone. Why would we judge so, like that in the first place? Why do people judge? Low consciousness. Low consciousness. Low vibration. Happy people don't judge. They find the good points in people. How was the day? You know what? He's a nice guy. He does this good, he does that good. How was the day? Ah, the guy's nothing. He doesn't do this, doesn't do this. You can't judge. You have to be careful with this. Judgment causes judgment. If I'm judging too much, it's a sign that I am not vibrating at a good place. Because who am I to judge in the first place? Who am I to judge? And that's something that I see too much. I introduce people right away. Judgment, 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 judgment. I'm, I told them I can't introduce you to more people until you change your energy, period. I didn't, I didn't, you're not an accountant. You're going on a date. Did I tell you to audit the person? I didn't ask you for an audit. I asked you, how was the date? Remember guys, how do we get here in the first place? Childhood, past relationships. You didn't, you're not born that way. You're not born that way. You develop it through childhood, relationships, failure. This, this is how we, we become. But we have to notice that. We have to notice, I am like this because this is the way I grew up. Or because of my old relationship. Or because of my father. You have to notice it to fix it. Then notice it to fix it. And believe it or not, that is humility. Humility is recognizing the world is not about you. The world is not about you. Humility is thinking less of yourself. It's not about you. Seeing, okay, why am I so bothered by that person? And that's one thing I've helped people many times. I got them to judge less. Don't be so quick to judge all the time. 
Oh, she's not religious enough. She did this. Oh, she did this. Stupid things. Stupid things. They really want an excuse to get out of it. So they find a little thing to get out of it. First of all, I'm a Scorpio, and I, and I have too much experience with this. I, I can tell, I can read BS in a minute. But when we want to get out of something, just like today, you hire people, oh, the guy's not working for one year because of COVID. No, it's too much work. She wasn't nice to me at work. No, you don't want to work. And you picked her to, to choose to work. You don't want to work. It's not that <laughs> that person did something to you. When you want to find an excuse, you will find one. Remember that. And that is leading you to a problem. It's a problem because we're not getting over the hunch. Because you know what? God has so much mercy on you that He's teaching you while you're single what the problem is. Because imagine being married and seeing all the negative in your husband and your wife. <laughs> what do you think that turns into? Resentment. So if you don't fix this problem right now, what do you think is going to happen when you're married? Times 10. Times 20. This is why you have to learn to be very flexible when you're, young, when you're single. And to, and to look at the good points of people. Because if you're not programmed this way, you're going to get squashed in marriage. If you're walking into a marriage with criticism, if you criticize and criticize on dates, wait till you get married. Finish. So this is why God wants you to fix this problem. He wants you to fix this problem 100%. To save you, to make sure that the marriage lasts. That's why, he's, that's why it's so difficult. He's doing it for that reason. Because if you're criticizing when you're dating, you're going to you know, marriage is a whole different ballgame. You're going to have much more things to be criticism about. This is why you have to be able, you have to be careful with this. Where I've seen marriages work and couples work, they both had a realistic expectation. They didn't focus on the negativity. They focused on the positivity of the person. Was there negativity? Yes. Yes. But their focus was more on the positivity. This is before we get to religion and, and physicality and whatever it is. This is a basic the basic things. Ask yourself, why am I so judgmental? Do I know the whole picture? Is God sending me that person for a reason? What? Just like, why are you so angry when somebody pisses you off? It's because that person triggered something inside of you. Same sight, same concept. There's another concept also called measure for measure. Measure for measure means it's a spiritual way of saying karma. What you do to others is going to be done to you. The Torah is very particular about a concept called stealing a person's knowledge. For example, if you're broke, you can't go into a Bentley dealership and test drive the car if you have no intention of buying it. Because you're taking the guy's time. You're not buying that car. You're not buying that car. You have no intentions. But if you pretend like you're buying the car, it's considered a sin of stealing people's time. 
Believe it or not, it's not just physical stealing, you, there's also stealing people's time. You lead somebody on, you tell somebody you, you love them, you don't love them, that's a form of Gneva's dot. Gneva, stealing your knowledge. So you have to be careful when you're leading people on and you have no intentions. Guess what's going to happen to you? It's going to happen to you. Somebody's going to lead you on. And then pull a ghost on you. Ghosting is not good. Ghosting is not good in the Torah. You're a human being. Be honest. It's not for me. I understand. Because whatever you do to one person will come back to you. And then many times people tell me in situations that people just ghost at them. And I said, did you ever do it to somebody else? Yes. So I say, Mazdor, your creator got even. Now you're clean. But you can't ghost. You gotta be honest. Yeah, I can't tell you how, how important to be honest in a relationship. I can't tell you, I can't tell you. And we're in a very flaky society today. Everything's flaky. Ghosting, not calling back. There's a lot, a lot of games. But that's not good in heaven. It's not good in heaven. In heaven, they're saying this person's not honest. And they get judged. And then it happens to you. So remember, measure for measure. Be honest. I know this hurts. It's not easy to say this, but you have to ask the, the principle in the Torah is the following. Whatever you don't want done to you, don't do to others. Whatever you don't want done to you, and believe me, I know when people are brokenhearted and people were emotionally invested, and then one day, over. You can't do that to people. It breaks your judgment. You're laughing, yeah, I got a boy. No, it's believe me, I'll catch up on you. That's the karma of life. Don't do it to others. Be respectful when you're dating people. Be respectful and just tell yourself before a date. What you don't want done to you, don't do to others. Have that mindset in front. And then you will see tremendous blessing. Whether it works out or not, at least you can be honest. When you're honest, you build a vessel and God gives you what you need. But when you're not honest, same things happen over and over again. Very, very important. It's also very, very important. It's very easy today to get caught up on social media, maybe not, not happy for people when they get married, or unfortunately have a little jealousy. But let me explain to you the problem with jealousy. The Gemara says, in Gemara Sota, anybody who sets his eyes on what's not his is denied of what he seeks and whatever he does, it's taken away from him. So anytime you compare yourself to another person, or you want something bad and you're jealous, you're, you lose your own attraction. Whatever you want, you lose it. Because you can't attract, you can only attract in an abundant state. You can't attract in an envious state, it's obvious. You're angry that that person has. Don't be jealous of anybody. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. 
Because anytime I'm putting my eyes on somebody else, jealous of them, not only do I get what I don't have, what I, or what I want, but whatever I do have, I lose. So it's very important not to be jealous of anybody. It's the worst thing you can do. Give people a good eye. Bless people with a good eye, you will get blessed with a good eye. God forbid today we have to worry about evil eyes so much. That person is giving me an evil eye. That person, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. We have to walk into a room and worry if somebody's giving me an evil eye. I don't have enough enemies out there I have to worry about my own tribe. This is called Sinachina. So if you're trying to attract and you're jealous of somebody else, law of attraction, throw it out the window. Over. Lost. You can't attract when you're angry. You can't attract. A jealousy is a form of anger, I need to tell you. It's a very low vibration. You want something bad to happen to somebody so you can feel better about yourself. Again, where is that? That's an anger. You know, 150 vibration. That's, that's what you vibrate in the world. This is why when you have people with negative energy, you feel it. When somebody's negative, you feel it. Because there's a vibration they're giving off. Very, very important. So we want to be able to bless people. This is why our sages say, when you pray for somebody else, you get answer first. Yeah, because you're happy for them. And because you're happy for them, and you love them, then God gives you. God gives you. But when you don't pray for other, you know, when you're just about yourself and jealous, what are you, you going to get? Disappointment. You don't want anybody else's life. You don't want anybody else's things. Stay in your lane and be blessed. When you're out of your lane, doesn't matter how religious you are, etc. This is the law of spirituality. When you're in your lane and you feel abundant, things come to you. But I can't feel abundant if I'm giving somebody an evil eye. Obviously not. You're not going to attract anything. So that's another thing. Don't compare. Compare leads to despair. Compare leads to despair. Very important. The Garden of Gratitude, if you look at, just, I'm going to read a couple lines from it. How important. Rab Nachman says something very, very deep. He says, the litmus test, whether or not you've handled whether you're going to come out of that, a challenge positively or negatively is your level of gratitude in that challenge. Remember, whether or not you come out of a situation with a smile or with a frown is whether or not you had gratitude over that challenge. So we kind of have to say, thank you God that I'm single. You have to be grateful that you're single. You shouldn't feel bad because it's showing I'm not happy with what you gave me. <clears throat> gratitude is about seeing the bigger picture. Gratitude is saying, you know what, maybe I'm single because God's preparing me for a different person. But we don't want to walk around with ingratitude. And this is why lack of appreciation itself is the reason for a person's intensified exile. 
if the people of Israel overcame their ingratitude and started thanking them, they would have gotten out of the desert a long time ago. The reason why they were staying in the desert so long is because they complain about everything. I don't like the lemons, melons, I don't like this, I don't like there's no water, there's no meat, all day long complaining. So what happened? You're complaining, let me give you more things to complain about. So that's another thing. You have to, your attitude should be, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. Hashem, the, the, the day didn't work out, thank you Hashem. Thank you Hashem. There's no logic here guys, if you see this. This is all illogical. It's not, there's no logic here. Saying thank you for a bad date. When's the last time you said thank you to Hashem for a bad date? One time. When's the last time you complained to Hashem, why me? Everybody put their hands up. Very much everybody. Again, how can you blame Hashem if this is what you're attracted Many people tell me, I don't understand why nobody's committing to me. Nobody's committing to me. So I said, listen, if you commit with your creator, people will commit to you. So I said, why don't you put on, why don't you do candles Friday night? No, I don't have time. Okay. Why don't you go do Shabbat once in a while? No, I don't like, I don't like commitments. I don't like people. Tied down. I don't want to be tied down to a tie. Okay. What happens? Nobody's going to be tied down to you. Measure for measure. When you commit to your creator, he'll have people commit to you. The relationship here is the relationship between you and God. It's not about you and the person. Pretend they're a mirage. The relationship is between you and your Creator. When you change your relationship with your Creator, your Creator changes the relationship with people. I mean, let's just take a simple example. When you've been more positive in your life, haven't people complimented you? Wow, you look better. Your energy's better. What did you do? Who, who cut your hair? Whatever. When you're in a better state, people come up to you and compliment you. But I mean, when you're in a good state, people give you compliments without asking. They just come up to you and they compliment you and they say nice things about you. Imagine wearing a dress and saying, I'm going to buy this dress to get compliments. What happens to that person? They go out, nobody gives them compliments. Because they need it. But the day they wear the dress, they didn't care about the compliments. Everybody gives them a compliment. How come? Same. Your vibration was off. Everything is vibration, everything's energy, period. When you say, I don't like that, I don't feel the energy, there's a vibration that you don't, that you don't like. And as you get, as you let go, you become more spiritual the first thing that happens is you become more grateful, more merciful, you see the bigger picture, and then you can recognize, you know what? Nobody said marriage is easy. 
but I'm going to trust the process. Versus, I'm afraid to get hurt again, I'm afraid to get hurt, I'm afraid that this is going to happen to me. What, what kind of vibration are you living? You're living in fear. And what happens? Bingo! It happens. It happens. And this is why, if you wake up vibrating gratitude, being able to overcome, judging people favorably, automatically you're going to raise your vibration. People in, in good vibrations are not jealous of people. They want the best for them. People in high vibrations are not looking just to sleep with you all the time. Because they know they're trying to focus on the bigger picture. People with low vibrations, all they want to do is choose lust versus love. So what happens? I'll tell you what you want to hear. And then, here goes the relationship. You know, it's very hard to say this. I, I can't tell you how many times this happens. Rabbi Nachman says that when you get too physical in a relationship, you end up losing your zivug. Why? You get confused. You get confused. Imagine you go to a car dealership, you test drive six cars. Okay, which one do you want to buy? I don't know. Too much, you have to be careful with this. It's not easy, guys, it's not easy. I'm not telling you it's easy. But too much physicality creates klipot. That's what the Tikkun Akali is for. That little Tikkun Akali, that little book, that's called a general remedy. That's basically buying Windex. It's Windex for the, for the window that's not so clear. That's the windshield wiper. It's 10 Psalms from Nachman Road. And if you say this, it can help you get clarity. You have clarity because what happens when you get too physical, you get very foggy. I don't want to get into details, but you can figure it out. You get very foggy. Relationships get foggy. I don't know, I think she's good for me, she's not good for me. You can't, you have to be able to cool off your impulses and feed your future. Impulses don't get you anything today. You have to heat your future. So it's another thing, the Tikkun Klali, the reason why we say that, we say 10 Psalms, that gets rid of these concepts, these things called klipot, that you accumulate when particularly any form of spilling the seed, improper things. You also have to understand also, when you're having relationships with somebody, you get downloaded their consciousness. Their energy goes to you. There's a, there's a spiritual source for this. So we have to look for better receivers, better givers. That's why it's very important when you date. Look for spirituality. Look for the big picture, because otherwise you're just downloading the reflection of Him. So that's what we, we, the Tikkun HaKlali is you say it 40 days, say it every day, and this gets rid of any kind of negative klipot that have to do with 
any kind of physical, extra physical activities. We're not 13 in the room, obviously. I get it. But I'm just trying to tell you what to help you. So number one, be grateful. Gratitude breaks everything. Number two, you have to work on spirit, being spiritually pure. Spiritually pure. If I'm dating my wife, I'm not focusing on hooking up. I'm focusing on the bigger picture. Number three, you have to get serious. People ask me, do you have a good girl for me but they're dating uh, Christina? Do you have a good girl for me? Christina has to go if you want to meet Leah. Period. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't work like that. You can't have these people on the side and thinking you're going to be able to, you know, have a, it's not a buffet. It's not a buffet. I'm this today, I'm that today. You got to be serious. Your creator knows you're not serious unless you make decisions. You want to make decisions? You got to cut. You got to cut. People ask many times, ask them, are you dating anybody? Are you serious? Well, kind of. I'm just having fun. Lose my number. Don't waste my time. You have to understand that. You got to be serious. Your creator has that soulmate for you. And you can't double dip. You cannot double dip. You have to make major cuts. When Yosef and Tzadik, when he split from Potiphar's wife, you know what happened for him? The sea split for him. When you split from a girl that you're not supposed to be with, mainly for the guys, then the right girl will come to you. Because you're not being serious if you're double dating, double dipping, and stuff. Very important. You're either in or you're out. Period. Make a decision. That's another thing. You're not going to get what you want if you're not honest. Back to the honesty thing. Many of our friends, I got them married, but I told them one person. You got to be in the game. You got to be honest. You can't have two people and, and say, you know, fool them. Again, that's also another problem. So you got to be able to make proper decisions. So basically, when we start, what I recommend is everybody is take the Garden of Gratitude, read it. Read the Garden of Gratitude. It will change your perspective. It will make you more grateful. And as you become more grateful, you're going to see, you'll meet different people. People will come to you. You'll do less chasing. Because once you're more grateful, things come to you. Our sages say, whatever, whenever you bless something, it's attracting more. But when you wake up with lack and ingratitude and gratefulness, what happens? You're showing God, you didn't give me enough. You didn't do this for me. It's not good. It's not good in an energy wise. The more grateful you are, the better your energy will be, the more people you will attract, the better situation you will have, the more successful, the more the nicer you'll treat people. Your perspective will change. And the second thing is very important. You have to be able to take a spiritual detox. I'm saying the Tikkuna Klali, you do that a minimum 40 days, and you'll see little by little, you'll think clearly. I know this. Oh, what is this Tikkuna Klali? No, trust me. 
we've handed thousands of those things. Thousands and thousands of people. And they've helped them tremendously. It's a, it's a book called The General Remedy. It has the power to get rid of any kind of negative thing that a person has. You should say that every single day. And the third thing is, see where you are on the scale and see what you're attracting. And if you're attracting something very low, if you're attracting fear and withdrawal and ghosting and anxiety and flakiness, it's a good chance you're living in fear. Because when you're living in love, you don't ghost people. You don't do that. You want the best for your spouse, you can ghost. So may Hashem help us all, and we should all be zochet. I don't want to go too long because I have like 20% less, but I'll take some questions. But I gave you tools tonight. I gave you tools to hire your consciousness. And just like everything else, we interview people for work, for jobs, we view their energy level. You know, when the guy comes into your, to, to the job and he's asking, how many weeks do I get off a year? Thank you, next. The first thing he's asking, how many paid, how many months, how many weeks of paid vacation? Thank you, next. You're asking me for vacation already? You haven't started working? Next. You want ambitious people, people with high energy, people that are humble, that's what you interview, that's who you hire. Sometimes we look at the resumes and we throw them out. Because you're, you're buying the guy's energy. You're buying the guy's emotional intelligence. Not just his intelligence, emotional intelligence. Any questions? Any questions? Yes.